0: This is going to be amazing. So hey everybody, welcome to Purpose with Pamela. Yay! Yay. But it's not just me, it's not just my purpose. I tell you, I've got Prudence here and I've got Nina coming on. These ladies are on fire and they have got some great stories. So if you don't have your notebook and your pen, (laughs) I'm sure you're going to want both of them because these gals are going to bring it. I would love to have you ladies just, you know, introduce yourself a little bit and tell everybody who you are, where you're coming from, uh, where you're coming in from tonight. And then we're gonna jump into your chapters. So Prudence, why don't you start us out? Tell us who you are.
1: Hi, I'm Prudence Shapcott. I was actually born in Zimbabwe and you may be able to tell by my accent, I was raised in England uh lived in New Jersey for the last 10 10 or more just around 10 years or so uh, but actually calling in from Florida tonight uh on vacation but really really honored to be here tonight to share passionately what God has put on my heart and so grateful to Pamela to inviting inviting me to do this. Um my passion it really honestly is Jesus I, I want so much to make him known because he Is real, he does what he says he does, and that's what my calling is to help people know God's word and actually experience the promises of God's word. One of the things that I've been blessed to do in the last um 10 years or so is to set up a Joshua prayer group ministry, it's called Joshua Prayer Group, and it's an amazing ministry where we teach women how to pray, how to experience God's promises. Um, and then we also contend for one another. And the reason it was called Joshua Prayer Group is because even though it was Moses who took the children of Israel out of, out of Egypt, out of slavery, it was, jo- it was Joshua who actually helped them experience the promises of God. And that's what we want to do. And that's what we're about. And that's the calling on my life. And so we've been really blessed to see so many of God's promises in, in our own lives. And so we keep on living that word. I'm also an ordained minister at um, Freedom Church in Merchantville, New Jersey. I serve there with my husband. Uh, again, we teach biblical foundations. Uh, we teach people that are preparing for marriage so that they could have a good foundation for marriage through knowledge of God's word. Um, Yeah, and of course, I am a mother of a very proud mom of two college students, daughters. So that's a little bit about me. um, But again, really, really happy to be here and, and looking forward to sharing some of the things that God did in my life at the time, that was extremely difficult. You know, if God doesn't show up then, when will he show up? Well, he showed up. So that's what I'm here to share. Thank you.
0: Oh, wow, come on. That is so exciting. I can't wait to hear all about it. And I want to just circle back for just a moment. Okay, Miss World Traveler, you started in Zimbabwe, correct? Yes. Did I get yes. that right? Then you go to England. Then you end up in New Jersey, which is what you call home. But you're in Florida. And, <laughs> and only in our, you know, today's day and age could this work where you could be in Florida and we're going to find out where Nina is in just a minute. And I'm calling in from Minnesota and that we can all be meeting online to talk about the great, the great glory and the goodness of our king. I just I'm so pumped. I love the idea of this Joshua prayer group. I think that is so powerful. Can't wait to hear more about it. And I can see that it must be a global group because you're a global
1: woman. You're all over the place. Amazing. Because once we all had COVID, that was one of the amazing blessings of being able to go global and having connecting women in Canada, we have women in England, we have women in Zimbabwe that join us. So it's been tremendous, absolutely tremendous, as well as local people. So yeah, God is good.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Thank you for sharing a little bit about you. And mm-hmm. Nina, can you um, come on in? Tell us who you are. Everybody wants to know.
2: Hi everyone. my name is Nina Rivera and I'm a Jersey girl
0: too Woo! Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're
2: neighbors um I know Elisa and that's how I was invited um uh, to join you all uh, to author a chapter. So super excited and I'm familiar with your church High Place church. I used to attend uh, many of the women's conferences that you guys used to host in Philly. Oh, my goodness. And I've had some memorable times there at your women's conferences. So they've blessed me um, throughout the year. So I'm so thankful. Uh, There's, for you you one, church. There's another one coming. Yes. I'm going to look you guys yes. up. <laughs> I may have to jump on the bandwagon. Um, But I love High Place. But praise God, I go to a church named Higher Places Ministries. Isn't that cool? Um, so um, I've been with uh, the ministry um, for about eight years now I'm an associate pastor uh, with the ministry and I've been an associate pastor uh, for several years now uh, my husband and I and I also sit on our, our women's ministry I'm one of the leadership there and um, I also um, and am the administrator of uh, the prophetic school in our in our church. Um, I love the prophetic. It's what makes my heart beat to hear the voice of the Lord and to teach people how to hear him and how to sense him and and his movement and discern him. Um, It's something that really gets me going. So um, that is is what I love. But um, as a professional, um, I work for the state of New Jersey. Can't really go into a lot of detail there just because of contract issues, but I am a a state employee. Um, I'm a Wife of my husband for uh, 23 years now. I'm a girl mom. I have two beautiful daughters, woohoo, um, 16 and 10. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited. We just celebrated a sweet 16, and I have a 10 year old going on 20. So, you know, that's life right now for Miss Nina. Um, i'm super energetic i love the lord i'm one of those crazy pra- praising worshiping people that stand yeah. at the altar that's me and um i just love him i just love him i love him i love him
1: so um, I just
2: thank you so much for inviting me. I really feel, um, honestly, I, I almost feel like the outsider. I really don't know anyone but Elisa. And I don't think anyone really knows who I am. So um, this is very humbling. I would have never thought in a thousand years I would be asked to write a chapter. It's never been anything Like on the horizon, I've never been on a bucket list, you know, it just happened through conversation. I actually asked her to come and be a speaker at our women's conference. I'm part of a group called um, Pastors Advancing Community Together out of Cumberland County, New Jersey, um, where there is a group of pastors that we are joining arms, not to necessarily be under one building, but we are building leadership together. We're building each other's leaders together. we have conferences we have trainings we have empowerment sessions where the pastors just come together and we you know we uh we get we uh do prayer um prayer meetings in our local towns, we walk the streets, you know, because in these last days, we understand that the enemy will try to bring offense, he'll try to bring division, he'll try to bring murmurings and fights and contempt among the churches. And what better way to, to make us weak than to bring division among the church, among the body of Christ. And so we've decided in Cumberland County that we're gonna join arms, and we are really going to counteract um, the, the attacks of the enemy against um, our, our our membership, against the community, against you know um, we need our store funds, we need our businesses, and so we are we are really um, we're really excited about what God is doing. So I invited her to come speak to our women's con- at our women's conference, and that's how this this
0: all unfolded. So I'm super oh excited. As, as that see. is so <laughs> cool. So it all came yeah. from an invitation. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like when
0: you invited her. Uh, you had no idea what the Holy Spirit had in mind. Absolutely not. <laughs>
2: that, so to that the point where mind. she called me back. She said yes to my invitation. Then she called me back. She's like, I got to invite you to do something for me. And I'm like, oh, okay. And that's how that's how it happened.
0: Yes. I said, that <laughs> amazing how God works. Here you are that's just amazing. saying yes, inv- or inviting somebody to come and be a blessing to you. And this comes out of it. Uh, On top of, I'm sure, an amazing experience having her come and speak at the woman's event. That's just like so powerful. I I just, you know, I wanted to circle back to a couple of things. First of all, I'm a sister of the prophetic. I absolutely love it. So I absolutely get what you're saying. And I think it is just so apropos for God that he would have you two women on here this evening with a global prayer and and you know that that leads into all that all the prophetic and the speaking and the declaring yes. of God and yes. then you Nina having that this that power within you to just flow in the spirit of God and be so passionate about you know your love for him i could just feel it oozing out of you As you were speaking, I could picture you at the altar, either on your knees and your hands just raised up. I could just see it. And how awesome is it that a woman with that type of passion, that God would place you over these ministers and and to be able to help bring that unity because that love and that, that free flow of the spirit. Amen. What a blessing that that is to have that flowing into that community, to be able to really minister, really, really minister to the hearts of those that are on the front lines for us. So I I just wanted to make notice of that. Like, wow, you two ladies are certainly powerhouses of God, mighty women of God. But I see how it is that you were aligned to be here tonight covering over the ministers and their families, covering over the women, teaching people how to pray, having this global reach. And then here we are now celebrating what God has done in you and through you in this book. I'm just, I'm wowed right now. So I had to just testify about it because I'm sitting, (laughs) this is amazing that you guys, you ladies would be on here together wow Amen. all right so let's jump in and hear a little bit about your backstory and a little bit about your chapter don't give it all away but um let's jump in there and, and you know since we're talking to you right now why don't you start us off give us a little bit of um you told us about you but if you want to share any of your you know your backstory go for it and then tell us a little bit about your chapter
2: okay um so my backstory is um I was raised um, uh, by my mom. And she um, she was, my, my father was with us up until I was about 11 or 12. And um, when my mother and my father met, they were not saved, but my mother had gotten radically saved. And so uh, my mother fell over heels for Jesus. And, um, and my father at that time of life really was not interested. And um, eventually, their marriage had led in divorce, and so I was um, it, I was with my mother um, for the majority of the time. Uh, my mother did remarry, and she married a, a man that was, um, uh, you know, uh, he taught me some things. So I thank God for him, um, but but it was a rough ride um, with, with with her second husband. And so I grew up as a child that um, I was naturally, if you can believe it or not, I am an introvert. I, you know, I, you know, it's it's funny that way. I talk a lot and I get real excited about Jesus and I'm a crazy like worshiper, but, I am a true introvert, you know? I get re-energized by being by myself, you know? And so um, the enemy, because the enemy knew that about me, um, he played on that, I believe, that attribute. And because of the trauma that I had experienced when I was younger um, through these these events, um, and um, addiction in my home, um, you know, abuse in my home and things like that um, because of my mother and her relationships and seeing all of this um, we also grew up in a lot of poverty um, it ended up creating a shyness in me and i know that we use that word oftentimes to describe children or describe you know our teenager or describe but i really do believe that shyness is rooted in, in fear and um although um you know the lord may have created extroverts and introverts and whatever we may be i believe shyness um was is and can be a debilitating and almost like a spiritual handicap and that's what it was in my life i became a, a handicapped child because i was so petrified i was so shy you know we throw this word around and so um what ended up creating uh what it ended up doing is that i ended up becoming very very um um a a person of solitude a person of very few words as a child um I, i was fearful of everything fearful of going to school fearful of talking to my teachers fearful of speaking to my own mother i became fearful of everything and so um the Lord is is so faithful because He brings me this, you know, wild, extroverted husband that I'm still with. Praise, praise be to God, and um and my husband, you know, um it's funny, um you know, uh my mother was saying it yesterday. We had a Bible study here at home, and she's like, you know, your spouse, stop complaining about your spouse, she said. Because God is using your spouse to mold you and make you into the image that God wants you to be. And I said, yes, mom. And she was speaking to the whole room, but I'm looking at her like, yes, mom, you know. And that's what the Lord began to do. And so... Um, I had been walking with the Lord, Um, the Lord, uh, the Lord used my husband to really be an instrumental um, piece to my salvation. Because although my mother was a believer and she raised us in the church, I really made a solid decision at around 17. Uh, You know, my mother was facing a divorce with her second husband. Um, Life was out of control. And I had no one to turn to but to Jesus. And so the Lord began to do a great work in me and little by little, you know, where were the, the pieces of fear were falling off. But, you know, there was about nine years in, um, I had my first child at around seven years old. At about nine years in, life really took a crazy turn. My husband had gotten into a car accident and it was about a five car collision. He should have died. And wow. it was here right on our expressway. And he was on a head-on collision with it, and he was in a little in a little tiny Toyota Tacoma, and he was in a head-on collision, slipped on some black ice on the highway with a Mack truck, face 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 on, right, head on. Wow. And he should have died. And there were about five of the cars, and and we started to um, we started to get sued, and we were getting letters in the mail. You know, um, we didn't know what to do. Um, we were young. Um, and, and, and we were very unfamiliar with, with what was happening. And we, we, we saw some counsel, and whether the council was good or not good, we took it and the council said, listen, sell your house, sell everything, go live in a hole, go hide out. Like they're going to come for you. And so that's what we did. And so I found myself, you know, shortly after this is about nine years of walking with the Lord. I found myself just bewildered. Just in a, in a state of shock, in a state of bewilderment, like I can't believe this is really happening to us. And shortly after moving into the basement of my mother's home, I got pregnant. Well, what was that for? The fear that I thought that I let go and I nailed to the cross when I gave my life to Jesus, that fear still had a home in my heart. And it was almost as if, like the attic door creaked open, and I became engulfed. And little old Nina, although she didn't say much, there was a storm raging inside of me because now I was in a situation where I was pregnant. Uh, we had no money. Um, you know, we 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 sold everything. Um, I, I thought the little bit of money that we had was going to be taken. Um, you know, living with mom wasn't easy. I had a two-year-old daughter in the basement with us, and so the, the 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 fear started to turn into and turn into complaints, and turn into depression, and turn into murmuring, and turn into a really, really deep, dark negative state. And um, and that's when, um, and that's when. Um, what had happened was that I ended up losing my baby. I got into a car accident on my way home from work. And shortly after that, I lost I lost the baby. And um and through the process of losing the baby, I remember I became silent, even more silent than I already was. Mm-hmm. Because there was an eerie feeling, I feel like I'm I I aborted my baby. You know the enemy starts to lie to you you know when he he gets you right where he wants you right he had me complaining busting you know unhappy you know discontented and after he had me at that peak you know and and you we all know that stress and Fear affects the body, it affects our joints, it affects our muscles, you know, sicknesses are more likely to attach when we're under those type of states of pressure. And so the enemy had me right where he wanted me. And boy, oh boy, did I fall into a depressive state. But I give all glory to God because it was in that dark room. It was in that perfect storm that God began to develop me like like a photographer that has to take film into a dark room. He began to develop me and he began to show me who I had to become. And I thank him so much because I've been healed from that from that miscarriage, you know, and it was a difficult one. I had to give birth in my home in that basement. I gave birth to my baby
1: while my mother
2: held me up and my husband caught that baby and I had to take that baby to the doctor in a brown bag. But you see all that taught me so much because God has been so ever faithful and he had given me so much peace. He turned my 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 quietness into a peace He turned my mourning into dancing because, you know, uh, when when the Bible says in Ephesians 2 that we were dead in our transgressions, but he made us alive. I thank God, because even though I was still struggling with fear all those years, I was alive enough in Christ to know that there was something wrong, that there was something that I had yet to give up. And it was only through a storm like that that I could see that I was still bound up in fear. And the Lord is so faithful because then he began to show me other instances before that time where I was so struggling. And I thank God because now I can dance now I can scream now I can jump now Mm -hmm. I can rejoice because he has set me free from that Mm -hmm. and although yes it hurts I know one day I'm going to see my baby at the pearly gates so Mm -hmm. I no longer mourn for the loss of that child because it's it's not going to be never it's going to be someday and someday real soon so I thank him and I thank him for the lessons that he taught me in that and you know, I just wanna encourage anybody, sometimes we take our storms and, and we wanna curse this walk and we wanna curse the circumstances and we wanna, but man, he can use these circumstances. If yeah. you just let him, he'll teach you lessons that will never ever depart from you. And he will teach you lessons, I mean, that will go so deep and you'll learn so good that you'll never walk that path again, you'll learn, you'll learn. And, and I thank him <laughs> for it because, it's one thing to have a problem, but when you have the same problem twice, you really got to take a good look at yourself and say, wait a second, I'm not learning something. I've been through, you know, I've been around this mulberry bush one time. I, I shouldn't be going around this mulberry bush a second, a third or fourth time. What am I not learning? And so I thank God because I really did learn the lesson, you know. And, um, and not that fear had never, ever visited me again. Fear has visited me again. But I am now able to recognize when my heart goes into a panic because fear has torment. And now I can smell that thing from a mile away and it won't get me no more in Jesus' name. And so I just want to encourage anybody, don't curse your storm. There is there is, um, there is provision in the storm. There is something in the storm that we can all take away um, something so valuable, you know? So, Amen. that's, that's just a little bit about me and my chapter. God is good. Man,
0: that is so amen. powerful. I love when you said that God was in the perfect storm. Like I wrote that down. Amen. When did that epiphany come to you that you realized that again, for everybody watching, we're not saying God made the storm. But he works all things out for good for them, right? So when did you realize, how did that happen that you realized that he was in the perfect storm and that he was, as you said, teaching you lessons? Because that's so important for all of us to gather because we go through these difficult times and we can either think, you know, what did I do wrong? Or we just think, oh, you know, the devil's beating me up and I and forget that like God is bigger than all of that and that He was with you in the perfect storm, taking you through. It's like I could see him taking you by the hand, turn here, turn here, go there. but that you were able to, you were you were being healed as you were going through the storm, yeah. right? So that's yeah. what I'm feeling as you're saying. So to that person out there that's in the middle of a storm right now, and they're going, "Uh, oh, wait a minute. What in the mi- God's in this storm with me. What do you say to them? When we're in
2: the middle of the storm, sometimes we get we get a little frantic, right? We, we start praying, 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 or we're fasting, 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 or we're searching the scriptures and we're trying to find an answer. We're trying to panic and listen and hear. and We're trying to find the Lord. And I learned that in the storm that the spirit of the Lord showed me, I remember, I'll never forget it. I don't know what I was listening to or, or, or how it came to me, but I, I received like this aha moment while I was in the middle of the suffering. And I literally saw myself sitting in the spirit while I was going through my morning. I saw myself in the spirit. I remember like almost sitting on a white bench and next to me was the spirit of the most high God. And as wow. I was looking out, and i was dazed and i felt confused and i was bewildered i could sense the spirit of the lord just sitting next to me and walking me through all of my emotions and i felt almost like the um like the okay of the spirit like nina it's okay to mourn through this yes nina it's okay to feel a little bewildered through this Nina it's okay to have questions and question me through this i have the answers you know and that's when daddy really showed himself great in my life that there was no question there was no tear there was no scream that was gonna offend him but on the flip side he was welcoming every single pain he was welcoming every single question he was welcoming every single every single hurt that i had he was literally inviting me just to pour it out upon him and that his shoulders were large enough to carry them. And that in due season, he would bring it all together. And it took several years to fully understand why God permitted that. And, and, um, and a lot of times I would just shout it. I remember as the years would go by, I'd be Learn, I still don't understand why you permitted it, but it's okay. Like I'm gonna reshelf it. And then I'd hear another woman's testimony and I still didn't understand why the Lord permitted me to go through it, but I would put it back on the shelf and and I had to learn to be okay with not always having all the answers. Yes. And I believe that it was through that process of learning how to surrender it. And not having all the answers that God was really able to then turn around and reveal to me. Nina, these are the things that I had to work in your heart. These are the things that I had to pull mm-hmm. out. There were roots, there were strongholds, there, there were habits that you had. You know, I used to fall back to the familiar, and fear was the familiar. It was a blanket yeah. that I used to place on me. I used to feel safe in fear from my childhood. You know, if, if I protected me, if I kept my back and watched my back, then I was going to be okay. And you see, those the lord needed to work in me and so he used this to work in me you know and um and i'm so thankful for it
0: yes i'm yeah. so
2: thankful for it you know
0: oh man that is so powerful two things that you said that i just want to point out i love the fact that you said that god said it was okay to not be okay. So many times we get that wrong stigma that, you know, how are you? Praise God, you know, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right? How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. And I mean, I say all those things. We say that, I mean it, but I love that you just said, God knew that you weren't okay and he was okay with you not being okay. He wasn't gonna leave you there, but he was not saying, you know, slap, 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 come on, get up and keep going he was saying, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to feel the things that you're feeling. And so I appreciate you bringing that out. I just know there's somebody out there that needs to hear that. And I uh, appreciate hearing that because that is a message I think we need to hear more of. And you also said that although you have victory over fear, you were like, hey, that doesn't mean that fear never comes knocking on my door. And again, Thank you for being transparent about that, because learning and walking in the things of God does not mean that we don't ever have to face something we don't want to face. But you said, but now, again, from going through that storm, you have learned the dynamics of fear. And now you recognize it and you've learned how to rise above it. You've learned how to how to handle it. You've learned how to walk in victory through it and over it through God. And so I just want to thank you for making those statements that it's not just um, shyness is rooted in fear and okay, I'm not shy anymore. So fear is over. Like you really drove that point home. And so I thank you for saying that. And I'm going to circle back to you in a a few minutes here. We're going to have Prudence share, but then I do have a question from the book for you. And then I'm going to have you tell everybody how to reach out to you so they can get the book or follow you or or learn more from you and your teaching. So thank you for that. Man, that was so powerful. Prudence, we're ready to hear from you. And um, my goodness, Nina has primed the pump for us tonight. This has been so amazing. So give us a little of your backstory. I mean, other than we know that you're this global woman, um, (laughs) which is awesome, and that you're on vacation, and yet you're coming on to share this time with us. Thank Mm -hmm. you for doing that. Tell us about you and give us a sneak peek into your chapter.
1: Right. Uh, just to. Beginning with like a little bit about how I came to know Jesus. I have been a Christian since I was 16 years old. Yeah. And just my backstory is that I, as I said, I was born in Zimbabwe, moved to England. England was not sunny like Zimbabwe, very gray, didn't know people who believed in God. And it was a really dark time for me. Uh, And through it all, I I I rejected the knowledge of God because it was such a harsh country and especially being an African um, I experienced things like racism for the first time. And that made me think, wow, how can God love me? You know, how can God, you know, so, but long story short, God is so good. There was still a yearning for me to know him. So I literally came to know God by asking him, look, if you are real, show me. It's such a simple prayer, right? Yes. I, I, I say, If you are real, not only show me, show me and place me with where the people that you are pleased with are. And, and, and because as a child, I said, I'm a child. How do I know if you're a Muslim? How do I know if you're, you're a Methodist? How do I know if you're an Anglican? Place yes. me where the people that you are pleased with are, because I'm a child. And he did that. He placed me in an amazing church where they taught me to love God, love people, love his word, believe his word, be filled with the Holy Spirit, go out and share the gospel. That was the grounding that I got. So he answered that prayer where he placed me with the people that he was pleased with. So moving forward, now I'm in the, got married, met a wonderful husband (laughs) Praise God. 24 years. Very similar to you, Nina. I noticed you're 23 years. We're We're actually in Florida celebrating our 24 years of anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Good. So yeah, wonderful praise there. So, um, yeah, now I'm in New Jersey. And because I grew up in a church where you always serve, I've always wanted to make him known. So, um, and believed his word. Um, But in 2021, I got the shock of my life. (laughs) Literally, I was called to, you know, I had a routine mammogram where um, I was called back and they said, yep, you have breast cancer. I was absolutely shocked to the core. Um, It was, and, and, and so for me, Being a woman who always loved the word and and God had brought me through some of the things that you talked about Nina, like through depression where God has said to me, you've got to live by my word. And I Mm -hmm. thought, are you serious? Mm -hmm. Yes, live by my word. In fact, he showed me a picture of the children of Israel, how they went round and round in the desert for 40 years for the one thing so that they could know that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by his word. So I was, you know, when I got this diagnosis, it was like, okay, what do, what do we do? You know, fear started to come in. Right. Um, But, you know, I really thank God because what happened is I went back to the word of God for myself, for myself, because I'm I'm so used to encouraging other people. I'm so used to praying with other people because that's my ministry. That's my calling. And now it's me. So what am I going to do? So one of the first things that I went to the Word to look at, what does God actually say about healing? And I really, if there's a message in my book, it's to tell you this, it is God's will to heal you. I really believe that with all my heart, because I'm also a student in terms of a master's in divinity. And one of the things that we learn is that if, God has written something, there is a purpose for it. So every scripture in the word has a purpose. So when God says, I am the Lord who heals you, he means it. Yes. He wants to know you, he wants you to know him as the healer. It is yes. his nature, it is his character. Amen. Um, Jesus, Jesus came as a healer. And, and 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 jesus that's what he did that's the reason he came is not only to save us but to show us how to live his yeah. life is about healing and delivering people he's not he's not going to change and he will never change you know one of the things that has grieved me often is that when someone has got sick they struggle is it god's will to heal me perhaps this sickness is to 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 um God is developing me in some way. But when you read the scriptures, Jesus never said that to a single person when they asked him for healing. Right. He never said it's for your development. Oh no. Oh no, he did not. And neither did the apostles that he trained. They did not do that. Wow. So why do we do that? Wow. It's not right. It's not true. But he he treated sickness as an enemy Hmm. many times you hear him heal people and calls he calls it a demon he calls it a devil you know and this is how he treated sickness not only that he went to the cross he went to the cross it says in Isaiah 53 for our pain and our sorrow and our sickness all our infirmities were laid upon him And by his stripes, we are healed. He went to the cross so that we could be healed, so that we could be saved, so that we could be forgiven. All this is in God's word. It's his heart to heal us. And some people say, well, he might heal someone else, but not me. God has no favorites. He has no favorites. If he has a favorite, then I'm his favorite. And I want you to say you're his favorite. Absolutely. You read the scriptures in Matthew, you see everyone who came to him and touched him, not even not people that he went to and healed, people came to him and just touched him. It wasn't just the one woman with the issue of blood that we hear about over and over again. And that's a fantastic story. Mm-hmm. But many did the same thing. They went and touched him. They yep. chose to go and get that healing. He didn't dish it out, but they received it. Mm-hmm. So we have to do the same. We copy what's in the word. We don't do anything different. So if you are are sick with any sickness, any disease, know this thing. It is God's will to heal you. It is his will for his kingdom to come as it is in heaven. And there's no sickness in heaven here on earth. And It is for here and now, recovery, and the promises of God are for here and now, not for when we get to heaven. So you need to fight to receive all that God has for you today. Don't wait. One of the things that God did for me, oh my goodness, I could relate to you, Nina. He is present in that darkness. I'm telling you, there were times when I was going through chemotherapy it was heavy. Some people might fly through it. I didn't fly through chemotherapy. It was heavy. My body was like, I do not know what is happening. But mm-hmm. I can tell you the truth. One night, I was so afraid. I began to be afraid. And the Lord sat at the end of my bed and He said, don't be afraid. Jesus. I'm here. He is with us in the storm he is with us in the valley that is a truth that is a truth he absolutely is with us that's the other thing i really want to tell people whatever you're going through jesus is real he is with you and he's willing to heal you mm-hmm. you know the scripture again i really love a, a man comes to jesus in the scriptures he says lord if you're willing can you heal me and If you read it in the original Greek, in the Gospel of Mark, I tell you, he says, Jesus was so indignant. He was angry and says, what do you mean willing? Of course I am willing. Yes. That's what he's like. Of course he's willing, but he wants faith. Faith releases miracles. That's the currency. We need to believe him. We need to believe his word. We need to take him as word. And we don't do this alone. We have to be with other women that believe him. Be, be Don't do this fight on your own. No. Share the other people who, who will fight with you and for you. And I'm really grateful to my Joshua prayer group sisters. They were amazing. They stood with me. I'm grateful to the, my family. They prayed and they stood with me. Sometimes you have to like, You can't share this with everyone because some people, they they just want to say, oh, I really feel sorry for you. No, you don't need that. That's not what you need. You need life. You need people who speak life, who speak and agree the word of God. And so God gave me a a people that fought with me and and prayed with me and encouraged me along the way. Mm -hmm. And that's the blessing of the body of Christ. So you need to be part of the body of Christ. Yes. The last thing I wanted to say on this, spiritual formation does happen. I don't believe God sends sickness to 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 train you. The Holy Spirit teaches you through His Word. <laughs> he teaches you. Yes. But you must be ready to 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 hear Him and allow Him to tell you the things you need to learn because you're in that situation. He makes all things good. And he makes things work together for good for your for his glory. So he, even that situation, he will, he will use it. He will use it yes. for his glory. You know? And so it was so important that I spent the time, God, show me the things I need to change. You know, I, I, I you know, I want to be refined. I want to be refined as fire. When I come out, I want to be found as gold. I don't want to go through this for no reason. I want him to be glorified. I want to be a better character. What is part of this? So forgive, forgive. Uh, you know this is so important. Forgive. <laughs> mm. You know you you cheat yourself when you don't forgive. Mm. You cheat yourself. God will release miracles when you release forgiveness. Mm. You know, so allow the Holy Spirit to to do the work. When you're in that storm, when because oh my goodness, you don't want to go through the same lessons again. <laughs> I don't go through that again. Praise the Lord, and that—that's what I just want to say to you guys today. Listen, God, it's God's will to heal you. Fight, 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 fight. Thank yeah. you. Fight,
0: fight, fight. Now I'm reminded of the words. Of the Apostle Paul saying to fight the good fight.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's what you're talking about here. It's uh, your body uh, was being depleted from Mm -hmm. the treatment. You're saying that in that weak moment of your body's weakness, God comes and sits down on your bed and tells you, you know, he's not done with you yet. And you had to make a choice to fight. Yeah. And that was an internal choice uh, of the spirit, but it was an internal choice. It wasn't like you could get up and, you know, go box somebody or run a marathon. It was internal. So, to that person that's listening right now, watching right now, that's saying, I fight, like, I don't even, what does that even mean? What do you say to them?
1: I say to them, God loves you. God really, really loves you, and God fights for you, you know, um, believe him, believe him.
0: That's it right there, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That's it. When you said that, that just struck me. For those of you watching, listening, fighting is trusting in him. It's not anything that we have to do. It's a choice that we make. And I love how you just put the capstone on that. That's beautiful. That that was, you were choosing to believe beyond what you were feeling in your body and look at you today. (laughs) And I also loved how you talked about that community and making sure that you have the right people around you that you're talking to and that are supporting you, not the ones that are, you know, doing the opposite. But you also said um, that Jesus wasn't necessarily, and he was handing, he's the healer. He came to heal. So, um, but your statement was that he wasn't handing it out. Now we know that he was, but her words were really powerful. The way that Prudence said this, she said, people had to go get it. And you people know,
1: did go and get it, you know. Right. You know, yes, he de- definitely handed it out too. But right. it wasn't saying that you know, everyone who came to him, he wasn't saying you never hear him say no to anyone. Right. You know, and yet in our minds we think, well, she gets healed, but I, I won't because no. No. And some people have said, I need to have a REMA. No, you don't. The word of God is sufficient, it's there believe it
0: believe Believe
1: it it. so for
0: somebody that is sitting there right now going okay I'll run after it I'll go get my healing but I don't know how to do that I can't see him and run up and touch the hem of his garment I I don't I can't chase him down because I can't see him how do how do do you start how would you encourage somebody that's like saying I'll go get it but
1: I don't know how to go get it. Okay, so there's so many ways, you know, like, um, for example, one of my favorite scripture, it says this, um, Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. That's just... You know, let the word of God do its work. That's one way you can get healing. That's one way you keep grasping. And there's lots of scriptures like this. Um, We are the body of Christ. You know, Jesus gave the commandment to his disciples to go out, to lay hands on the sick. So find people that believe that, that will lay hands on you by faith and stand with you by faith. So that's another way that healing might come. Prayer is another way. You know, there are promises where two or three agree things in my name, it will be done for them. So, be in a community with people that are constantly yes. praying with you and for you in faith. So, there are different ways to keep. You know, sometimes um, we we see in in scriptures, you know, healing cloths. You know, with the Apostle Paul, that's his garment, because this is the body of Christ. Yes. His garment, you know, God still does miracles, just believe Him. And I, you know, from you know, that's that's my encouragement. Hang with people that believe Him to encourage you because sometimes we are weak. Um, but for me, again, the Word of God just it really sustained me. You know, when I read again Psalm 103, which I kind of memorized, verse the first five verses, bless the Lord, oh my soul bless the lord don't forget his benefits he forgives all your sins and he heals all your diseases yes you know choose to do that choose to be, choose to thank him choose to bless him even if you don't feel like it <laughs> and yeah believe his word and just keep believing his word that's all i can say is
0: that is so rich that is so rich and i love it and it absolutely uh just kind of just puts this the the capstone on there again seals that right in that how we fight is that we it's that fight in our faith right and so we have to be surrounded by the right right people and we keep coming to the word oh my gosh this is so good ladies having another you know friday night at church right here i love it Absolutely. (laughs) absolutely absolutely So I have just one question for both of you out of your chapters. And Nina, I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at your chapter right now, uh, page 243. Uh, fear still had a home. Now it doesn't anymore. Ha, 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 ha. It doesn't Amen. anymore. Amen. But what I love, I mean, I love this whole chapter. Um, but you said, uh, he. Yeah, The Bible teaches us right at the beginning as that our father in heaven is omniscient. Hebrews 4.13 states, there is not one person who can hide their thoughts from God, for there is nothing that we do that remains a secret and nothing created is concealed, but everything is exposed and defenseless before his eyes to whom we must render an account. And I was like, Woo, that's a bold that's a way to start a chapter. <laughs> Whoa. I know. there's nothing hidden from God. And I love the way, as this, this is the Passion Translation puts it out there, it's like, honey, you can't hide it from God. Absolutely. He knows it all anyways. And And then you said tonight, he's okay with you being not okay. So like, that's so powerful what brought you to start your chapter that with that boldness cuz that's strong you weren't coming in saying you know i was going through this at whatever you were like hey wake up drink some coffee god knows right. you know right. so can you just share pull pull back the curtain a little bit for us on that type of opening
2: right so you know um what prudence says really blessed me because I opened up my chapter that way because I believed the counterfeit gospel, and I was struggling because I thought that because I was still, str- well, when I was struggling with fear. I thought that this was my repayment, and I and I and I allude to that in my chapter, and because and and because I was not ready for the storm. You know, this can go a whole different way because there's a readiness that the children of God we have to be ready. You know, we have to be ready with any challenge that that we may come in contact with, whether it's in our body, it's in relationships that we have, it's through our finances, you know, and I was not ready, and Mm -hmm. instead of, like Prudence said, was praying and 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 getting before the lord and and combating this thing and reminding myself of the promises no i I believed something that was counterfeit and what it what i ended up doing was curling into a little corner like a little girl Mm -hmm. and just really feeling sorry for myself and feeling sorry for my for in my situation and it wasn't until i had to i went through the loss and it wasn't until the aftermath that I was now in this deep, deep place that the the Lord could really speak to me because I did not seek the Lord. I must be honest, I did not seek the Lord during the storm. I was in mode. How many of us have been in a mode? And I was embarrassed. I didn't seek out my community. I didn't seek out prayer, none of that. And how many times do we seclude ourselves when we're going through something, especially if we feel like we've brought it on ourselves, or maybe we don't know a lot of people that have given a similar testimony? Who can I turn to? Who can I go to? Who can I cry on? And I didn't have that at that time, and so I, 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 I became. I felt like I was a Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. But I, again, I thank the Lord that through the process that he was able to show me and give me this aha moment you know so i'm the type of person that i'm not very uh confrontational but i don't like things to linger so I'll, i will go for the juggler right away and, and let's just get to the meat of the matter you know um let's not hold no punches because this is this is real life here you know life is happening and so i guess that's why i started the chapter that way but um i do i i, I um i'm just so thankful you know, he's he's been so good. He really yes. has been so good, and I I am just uh I'm just a, a daughter in love with her daddy, man. He has really brought me through a long way, and I'm just so thankful.
0: Man, that is so powerful. And it's so true. It's so true. He sees it all and he knows it all and he loves us in spite of it all. Amen. And Amen. and has made provision through it all. What a powerful way to start your chapter. And and to me, as I was reading that, I went, Oh, <laughs> is there anything? That- you know, quick check. Is there anything? Oh, you know it all anyways, right, Lord? Right, great. Right. I loved how you just threw it out there, uh, Nina. It was so great. great. Thank you so much for sharing that, Nina. You're an amazing woman of God, and I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Amen.
2: Praise God.
0: Well, now, Miss Prudence, we want to hear a little bit more from you, so I'm opening up to your chapter. And man, I'm just sitting with two mighty women of God here with such stories. Powerful. So Prudence, his word sustained me. Like, that's so you, just everything that you have shared. Wow, 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 wow. My head was in a brand new territory. I'm on page 75. A place with unknown walls and boundaries. Worse still, I felt this overwhelming shadow watching me, following me everywhere, and making itself visible only to me. And then you said the shadow wasn't my friend. Well, there's a lot that you said there, and that is at the beginning of your chapter as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in a brand new territory, and obviously, mm-hmm. this territory was not like the territory. I'm like, we're in unprecedented territory church. Come on, let's go. This is not that territory. Um I could feel it. I could feel the 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 unknownness, the darkness as I was reading that. Like what was that like? Cuz I feel like this is re- this is really where you were.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you know, these things are spiritual. You know, I the you know the bible says the devil comes to steal kill and destroy and that's what cancer is that's the purpose of cancer is to kill you that's yeah. what that's what that's what it's about so it is a spiritual um and fear brings with it a lot of heaviness that's a spirit that's a spirit too so i was i really was afraid and that's what that heaviness and like not knowing, because I had not walked this way before. It's not something that was, you know, um, known to me. How do you, how do you overcome? What's, what's, what's the next things in, you know, you, you read so much about chemotherapy and all the side effects and, oh my goodness, it, it was heavy. And yet, no one could around me, at least in my family, could really step into that world. You know, I wanted to be as normal for them. Right. And yet it wasn't normal. It was not good. It was so it was a spiritual um situation. And you know, the Lord mm-hmm. Himself gave me a scripture just to break that shadow. Mm-hmm. You know, Psalm 91 says, He's our shadow. If you dwell there, also praise God, I'm, you're my shadow. I'm not going to be afraid. <laughs> this is where I'm going to live, under your shadow. Under
0: your shadow.
1: Yeah. That's what broke the power of that heaviness, just realizing that I don't need to have this shadow over me of negativity or fear. I'm no. going to stay in and trust and live under God's shadow. He's my shadow. That's all I'm going to recognize. So you went from this
0: overwhelming dark place with a shadow that was only making itself real to you, or not real, seen, I'll say seen Mm to you, Mm -hmm. to combating that, coming Mm -hmm. back to what we talked about a little bit ago, fight. Yeah. You combated, you were fighting with, oh, yeah, well, I got a bigger shadow.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes. Wow. That is, that is that is yeah.
0: powerful. Yeah. Okay, man. Yeah, I love that. Get yourself a copy of this book. Get it and give it to give it away, give it as a gift, give it to a friend, give it to a family member. Put it in the trunk of your car and be led by the spirit of God as to who needs it, right? Amen. So, yeah. this and all of these lovely authors, look at them all. I cried and he heard me. He hears us when we cry. All of Thank you, everyone, for showing up and watching live or later. And thank you to both of you beautiful queens for being here with me tonight. We'll see you all later. Thank you. you. Bye. Good
2: night.
0: Good night.